Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Meet Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in so we can get in, you can get in. And we can uh, help you answer your questions. I'm Bob. Sitting next to me always is Kyle. Uh, this is an interactive call-in show for you. Uh, if you got that pesky problem, haven't been able to figure it out, just have an idea. I want to want to confirm what my, my mechanic's saying. You know, right or wrong or indifferent. We can do that. Done that. Yeah. Maybe you just want an idea where you're heading before you go in and and actually uh, get anything done. We can give you that idea too. So. I know a lot of guys are out there working in the garage and uh, trying to get their project going because it's officially project season. Yeah. I mean, we've you can't – can't. I drove the convertible. I have a convertible I drove a couple of weeks ago, and it was cold. Yeah, yeah, not convertible weather here. <laughs> it, you know, I had to put a jacket on and a hat, which is not – I just didn't want to put top up. You know, I just – put away, why not? But I wanted to take it for one last drive, so mm. – or I put it away completely and tucked it in the corner and, and pulled the covers up and put it to sleep. Yeah. but Well, that's a small enough car. I mean, do you have a shelf for it yet? Uh, no. That, that, that's that's <laughs> that's the other one. That's the other one. That's the big one. That's the one that's twice as long. Yeah, yeah no, the other, the other one that I have is, yeah, you can just kind of push that in a corner and just kind of fold it up because it's only... It's only 12 feet long. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even big long. enough to fold laundry on. No, <laughs> it's not big enough. It's just fun and it's just cool. That's that's kind of why we got it. But so anyway, if you got those projects, you know, part of uh, doing a project car is uh, just all the figuring out that you've got to do to make it work, and it's you know it's satisfying after you get done. Yeah, chasing parts, chasing parts is tougher than it used to be. You know, it, more expensive than it used to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had uh, you know speaking of the convertible, I had to find a convertible top motor for it because that one burned out after sixty years. And uh, that was on back order. Had to wait mm-hmm. for a couple of months for that to show up. So, uh, but and just get out the Granger catalog and find yourself a DC motor. Mm, no, I did not. I wanted a direct. Hope you get your limits set right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I want a direct fit, so I just didn't have to mess with it and, and mm. just kind of put it in like it was before. But yeah, that, way to it, live on the wild side, Bob. I I know it. I know <laughs> it. Well, it's too original of a car for me to be messing with it. Well, it's it's just yeah I, I can't go modifying it a lot nor would I want to so 
We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks at 49th Avenue and Dodge. So give us stop in, see us. You know, I, I've seen an article here too, Kyle. AAA estimates the average ownership uh, will spend about 9.68 cents per mile, over about a little bit over 1,400 bucks in the course of a 15,000 mile trip, or not trip, but owning of a new car. Okay. So it's well, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a lot, but no. over, and that's probably in the first five years, and that's kind of covers a lot of things. Not, not, and then it starts in on the brakes, battery, tires, and all that other kind of stuff that goes on. So from there, the price just goes up. But you know, I don't know that uh, it, it'd be interesting. That's kind of on the cars that you have now because of gasoline and the insurance and blah 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 blah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to kind of follow that up as we go down the line to see where EVs stack up and what they do and see how if if they're bringing it down or if they're bringing it up or just kind of where it goes. Sure. It, it might bring it down because, you know, you may not have near the maintenance that you had before with EVs. So we'll have to. But at the same time, are we robbing Peter to pay Paul? Is your electric bill going to compensate for that lack of maintenance and gasoline <sighs> purchase and anything else that you would have? In- that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we're going to see it, when we're right smack dab in the middle of it and you can't do nothing about it. Because yeah. it's here, and this is what you're going to have to deal with, and that's just that's just part of what it is, you know. I, I did run across another article since you bring that up on the on the uh, power side of things. So researchers, and this is just kind of an independent researchers, were kind of stunned. They they wanted to kind of do a research on what it was going to take to kind of electrify cars by 2030. A lot, 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 lot. The typical gas station is going to require as much power as a professional sports stadium in order to be doing this. So when okay. you fl- you so. flip on the lights at Kansas City and Arrowhead Stadium, that's the kind of power you're going to need. And and you So know, where's our substation going to be? Exactly. And you know how everybody knows out there how many gas stations are around. So how many uh <laughs> yeah, what's the cables going to be like to run to that so that you can come plug in? So when electric trucks hit the road, and they're supposed to be hitting the road soon, uh, Tesla's got some out there. I know that, Amazon was working on their own kind right. of thing in California. And- right. And they, so electric trucks are going to need projected power for a big truck stop um, by 2035 is going to equal that of a small town. And so I, I don't know if that's a 450-person small town or if that's a – 2,500 person small town because that's small towns kind of you know 2,500 I imagine yeah so that's it, a lot of electricity it is imagine it, the back of the fuse panel on that thing just, you know <laughs> dropping your screwdriver on it you're well meet Doctor Watts so a connection to the grid can handle you know it takes you about five megawatts um, in that area and uh, it takes about eight years to build uh, so if you want some starting today before you would get a five megawatt station up and going. It would take you about eight years and cost uh, tens of millions of dollars to do it. Well, that's not bad. No, but they're by 2035. But th- what they're saying is, is that it, it needs to happen now. I mean, it starts. It needs to start tomorrow, and it's not starting tomorrow. It, no. And it's not starting next week, and it's not starting next year. It's. It's. Uh, I think the curve is going to be pretty tight, and I don't think we're and and automakers are ramping up hard for electric vehicles mm-hmm. and everything's going electric 
it, it, and it's that's, getting hard to find a gas engine. Yeah, and that's where they're projecting it to go. But you've got—I I don't think the infrastructure is there. And it, and unfortunately, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, kind of wait and see what happens. You know, things could change. Well, and, and that things will change, and they'll overadapt and come. You know, overcome and adapt and, and work out and kind of go that way. But there's going to be, there's not going to be, you know, small things in its way. There's going to be hills and valleys, peaks and valleys, in order to get things done. And people, I just. Uh, Hopefully, got, uh, hopefully they got it worked out, which I don't think they do. But they're working mm. at it ever so slow. Yeah. So I did see that uh, – I also see an article that uh, GM has been kind of – there's some GM dealerships around the country that have been uh, fixing Teslas. Really? In order to – yeah. Kind of jumping ship there, aren't they? Well, you know, it, it'd make good sense for them to want to part in with them maybe because there's dealerships everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you've only got in this metro area, you've got one Tesla dealer, mm-hmm. and uh, to to repair it. And well, we got six or seven GM dealers. Yeah, yeah, and not everybody's doing it, but uh, you know, I mean, and and we do some work on on Teslas that have come in. I mean, we we've done some brakes, we've done some tires, and we done you know headlights here's and, and yeah, yeah, here's and there things, you know, just some of the things that get deep into the battery and motors and things like that no not at this particular point because you really haven't had to but you know some of the minor things we've yeah. done put a bumper back on one that uh it pulled over a parking piece and mm. tried to rip that off so uh yeah we'll get put that back on thank god we still have human error <laughs> <laughs> where would we be without that well you know it's they make those cars so low that all those parking structures pieces of around they don't make them all the same size yeah, they got some that are twelve inches tall, and yeah. of course it, we, we, it's easy to drive over them. They did not; the engineers did not think about backing up off. No, they no. thought about going over top of it, and it goes over top pretty slick. You bet it does. And then it gets caught on their piece of rebar and snap, crackle, pop because it's all the bumpers are held on by not much. I mean, they're snap fit. They're, yeah, I, I mean at best. I, I think they had at a at best. You get a couple screws. Yeah. Either end of it. Yeah, I think they brought some Lego uh, engineers over to uh, Tesla and some other places. And well, not just Tesla, but like any manufacturer, there's not a lot holding a bumper cover on no. a car. You would think there would be, and, and it, they're designed to pop off. The old bumper covers, the first bumper covers, were difficult and hard to get off. Oh yeah, hours labor, and it's still not you know a cakewalk to get them off. But it's uh, you know now to get a bumper off can be every bit of an hour. Mm-hmm. And a lot of screws, a lot of plastic screws. Yeah, because um, it's plastic being held on by plastic that's got plastic pins that, yeah, are brittle and fall apart, and yeah. you got to try and find one that matches. Yeah. And yeah, and when it gets hit, that's what explodes. You just got plastic everywhere. So, yeah, it's like uh, a pinata, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like a pinata with no candy in it, <laughs> just fluids to leak when it gets hit and banged up. So. Five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in, and, and uh, so we can answer your questions. And we'll take a quick break and be back in a minute. Can I have your attention, please? Forward march. Oh, I wish that I was Mister Mechanic. That is who I truly want to be. Cause if I was Mister Mechanic, everyone would be in love with me. <laughs> 
Mr. Mechanic is all meat and all good meat, too. Rich and complete protein meat. Wait, what? I think this is supposed to be for Oscar Mayer Wiener. Oh, okay. I wish that I was Mr. Mechanic. Okay, kid. That is who I truly want to be. Kids, stop sticking. And if I was Mr. Mechanic. Oh, well. Be in love with me. <laughs> Mr. Mechanic, throw him in a bun and have some fun. Okay, I know this is for hot dogs. I... All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in. You know, and. Uh, get in soon. Get in soon. Yeah, call us. Call us about anything. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's got a broken car. Somebody's traveling this week and needs some advice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey. We don't want Kyle to pick up the phone book again. Yeah, He'll, I'll get the phone book out. Yeah, we'll don't throw worry. out a random person and uh, yeah. start asking you questions. Contestant also- number one on the Mr. <laughs> Mechanic Show. Where are you going for Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, we're also on a podcast, too. So if you uh, miss you know, you know, miss it every week or if you, you want to miss it every week, what fun would that be? But if you miss it a, a week, yeah. you can catch up on your local uh, podcast, You know, whatever your streaming service is. You can Maybe certainly- people wonder where people are listening to us from. Oh. We got any people in New York? Tell me about the snow. Yeah, we'll fix a snowplow. Yeah, I don't know. You, you might be home. Yeah. Exactly. I'm ambitious. I'll fly out there and fix it this weekend. Yeah, you got to call in order to be able to listen to yourself on the podcast later on too. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to be go. famous? Four zero two five five eight eleven ten. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We had a call a couple of weeks ago, and I neglected to to uh, to review this last week, so I got to do it this week. Um, a gentleman called in about uh, a Mazda that he was kind of wondering about on a power booster. And he was having problems with it, and I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was a hard pedal. Might, might have been a hard pedal. I think it was a soft pedal. It might have been a soft pedal. But anyway, if you haven't got that car fixed, that is a problem with that. Ford and Mazda kind of are together a little bit on on a lot. Of, they share a lot of technologies and a lot of platforms and things like that. But that is one definitely that we have done more than a few times. Um, and we were kind of, you were kind of wondering. I think we talked a little bit about, hey, should we get a rebuilt one or get a used one? We're going to recommend you get a new one. Go get one from Ford. Um, so isn't that? Don't they call it a power assist booster or something like yeah, that? Okay. Yeah, and you know we've gone both ways. We've gone rebuilt. Um, and, I know they aren't a conventional brake booster. Yeah, and they're buried clear up underneath there, and you really only want to do it once and. Most of the time, rebuilds are pretty good. Um, this particular one, you know, you either get a good one or you don't. And we went through a situation we had three of them. Yeah, don't don't and, go to cheap. Route. Yeah, there are certain certain things you can use aftermarket, and it's okay. And there are certain things that um, you don't want to stay away from. Stay away from certain electronics, certain you know high expensive labor times. You don't want to have to do that, but. There are some things you just stay completely away, and you know you don't have to run there every time. And I tell you what, a lot of times you, it's worth a call to the dealerships um, because they might even have a cheaper price, especially post-pandemic. I'm noticing that um, a lot of parts prices were cheaper at the parts stores. Well, that's not always the case anymore. No, you, you might call your local dealership and find out that it's um, you know thirty, sometimes fifty dollars cheaper than than what you're buying at fourth part store yeah so and you're getting a you're getting a genuine part from that they may not always have it you know you may have to wait a day or so most most places most of the big three most domestics you can usually get most parts 
you pretty know, readily available yeah. with the network of dealerships. Somebody around here's got mm-hmm. it. Rarely do we see anything that, you know, hey, this is a week out. Yeah, unless you're getting some European stuff. Usually that yeah. could be a week out because the warehouses are on the east eastern part of the country. There's some things I'm finding that are going on. I mean, we I did a timing chain this week, and very common chain, but everything's on back order. Yeah. Haven't we got the last set in our area. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm like, wow. And I think those that was a GM chain, and those that's a GM chain kit. that They've kind of come out with the kit because they're so popular to have a problem with. They've come out with a kit. And if you're getting in there, just put everything new in there. Yeah. Don't yeah, you guess don't, at it. Don't go in there to replace one part. Yeah, you know, and, and that brings me up to a phone call I had today, or the other day was about somebody wanted to call me wanted to just put a cam phaser in a Ford truck. And I said, you know, I really won't do just a cam phaser when I go in there. You know, if I'm going to go in there, I'm going to go in there and put a chain. I'm going to put tensioners because they got problems with tensioners and the oil One galleys. One phaser went bad. Why not do the other three? Yeah, the oil galleys got to make sure that they're, you know, clean and, and everything. And it's just, it's, it's you're asking for heartache to go in and replace just a cam phaser and put everything back together. Mm-hmm. It's such a labor-intensive job that if you go in, you're better to spend two or $300 more in parts and get everything new and be done. It, yeah, it doesn't seem that way, but on, you know, we're not trying to add that money to it. We're just trying to get a good, clean, long-lasting repair on the other side. And sometimes that requires spending a little bit more money. But all right, we're going to head over to Bob. Bob's got a 2016 Chevy Cruze. Bob, what's going on today? Well, um, I'm thinking about having a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I got this 2016 uh, Chevy Cruze. It's a 1.8. It's not turboed. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to start it up, and it uh, it just dies. I started again. It runs for a little bit, and then it dies. And it's doing it several times. I think I know what it is, but I'm not 103% sure. And uh, I think it may be the fuel pump. I got uh, 210000 on this. Mm, wow. On a Chevy Cruze. Oh. Well, congratulations. Uh-huh. Yeah, good deal. I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't expected that. But uh, some of those can be kind of, I don't know what you call it, crappy. Uh, well, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it, Bob. Yeah. So Yeah, I, got, I take very good care of my vehicles. Uh, it was a commercial vehicle for me. I was a pilot car years ago, and now I'm retired. But uh, uh, this, this vehicle gets... Anywhere from 36 to uh, 39 miles per uh, yeah. a gallon. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to get rid of it. The no. wheels fall off. I agree. So you know, with, it's, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing what you can do. On, even if you've got a car that's not that great, boy, if you take care of it and treat it right and do what you need to do, just how many miles you can get out of it. But if you take that car and you just don't care and, and whatever, just how quickly and fast it goes down. So good for you. Yeah. Amen on that. Yeah. <laughs> so with your with your starting and dying issue, is there any kind of a theft light on the dash? Any flashing light at you? Uh no. It showed an engine code, uh, but it wasn't repeat uh wasn't anything to do with high voltage uh, on it. I don't remember the code. I wrote it down but uh, mm. they they checked in the O'Reilly's and mm. and uh, but they they wouldn't tell me exactly what it was. But anyway, as the story goes, I got a sneaking suspicion I'm losing my uh, fuel pump, right. fuel regulator. Can you run it on alternative fuel? 
Like a little uh, what's that? Can you run it on alternative fuel, like a little bit of carburetor cleaner or something like that? And once you get it started, can you keep it running that way? I mean, uh, no, I never, I never tried that. I'm kind of crippled up, so I'm oh, gotcha. kind of limited on what I can do. But well, uh, fuel pressure test is about the first place you're going to have to go, and that that'll just uh, take that suspicion all away. I mean, it's, we've talked many times on on the radio. You got air, fuel, and spark, so we know it starts and runs. So pretty good chance we got spark. Mm-hmm. Whether it's there all the time or not, um, that you don't really know. But you're going to have to start with, do I have do I have cranking spark? Well, you probably do because it starts and runs. Do I have fuel pressure? Well, then you're going to have to do a fuel pressure test, and that'll tell you, hey, yeah, I've got 35 pounds and consistently, or 50 pounds, and and now it should work and fine. Or no, I got 15, 20, and you're right. That's where your problem is. So there's going to be a little bit of time involved in figuring out what you got there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think of somebody that knows about this stuff. I can't work on it anymore, but yeah. um, I've done a lot of my own maintenance, and I'm really uh, a stickler when it comes down to oil changes, tune-ups, and everything. And that's the life of a car. Yeah. And um, I've had a lot of cars. I had some go 750,000 miles without a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that's that's pretty evident for you. Got 200 and some on on that particular car, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's where you're going to have to go. Is, is you know take it to your trusted mechanic and and kind of give them your suspicions and uh, check air fuel spark, you yeah. know timing injector pulse all those kind of things that you have to check and uh, you'll figure it out. But you're probably not wrong because of that kind of mileage. Uh, it's probably about time for the fuel pump to. Yeah. Yeah, I was told one time that uh, the life expectancy of a fuel pump somewhere right around between eighty and a hundred thousand. Not yeah, in some I mean, cases. They yeah. go hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Depends on the vehicle. Really depends mm-hmm. on the vehicle. Um, I can and, tell you I've never put a fuel pump in a Chevy Cruze. Yeah. And I and there's there's other cars, you know, um, you get some Toyotas and Hondas. They'll, they'll run three and 400,000 miles without putting a fuel pump in. Old Pontiacs, you're lucky to get 50,000. Yeah. <laughs> Old, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mid-90s Chevy trucks, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even get that out of them. Yeah, it, it all it all boils down to the engineer that made it, and then it, after that it goes to the accountant, and then after that they decide how long it's going to last mm-hmm. because they decide how yeah. how good or, or cheap parts are going to be in there. But yeah, you yeah, can, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I, I thought I was running pretty close. I always every now and then I uh, I throw a half a quart of uh, automatic transmission type F in it, and that seems to really help it. It does. Uh, it will. Not this problem, but that's what I've done through the years of the life of the uh, uh, the engine, and I've had I've been doing that for oh, 40, 50 years. Yeah, it's so, a great it's a great trick. We used to do it back when the carburetors, you know, when it kind of vapor lock. I seen an yeah. old I seen an old time mechanic <laughs> throw a, a bottle of ten forty in the gas tank, and I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "Oh, we're just giving that oil just a little bit of gasoline, just a little bit of body, and uh, he kind of put it in there." And he said that helps the vapor lock. And uh, I watched him do it many times. But I do agree with your transmission fluid trick. More of a cap, or maybe a big couple capfuls worth into the the gasoline will allow it to. Uh, and then then you pour gasoline in there that lubricates the pump. Yeah, I've seen that more than a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah, yeah, I was I was wondering about uh, several things, but uh, I have had. Uh, timing belt issues with this thing too and yeah uh, and and the uh tighteners the 
Tensioner. Uh, yeah, that cotton picking thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of cooling issues with that because they used more plastic on that in the cooling system area than they needed to. They they, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, that was the lackluster part of that too. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob. Well, well try- I thank you for your time. Yes, Ted. Uh, keep in touch with us. We we want to know what uh, what solved this problem for you. Yeah. Well, you have a you have a good day. Yep, you do the same. Appreciate the phone call. All right, 558-1110 some numbers to get in, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 some numbers to get in, and let's help you answer that particular question you got burning a hole in your mind. We're going to head over to Charles. Charles got a general question. General? Yes. Yeah, Charles, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh... I'm just wondering, you take an old engine that's got a lot of miles on it, and years ago, we what we did was flush the crankcase out and filled it with diesel fuel and ran the engine for a while, and supposedly that cleared it out. It didn't seem to affect the engine any, but another friend of mine did it, and uh, it blew the engine up. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just wondering, have you ever heard about doing that, uh, flushing out an engine with diesel fuel? Not with diesel fuel. Normally, we use transmission fluid. Yeah, I mean, I have, I had a lot of uh, tractor uh, friends of mine that have tractors do that when they're stuck. You know, you put diesel fuel down them and just let them sit, and they, and they, the rings that are stuck come back to life and works. And I, I've definitely heard of that. Um, I think that motor flush is boy, you got to be careful. I've, I've seen just exactly what you've said. I, I've seen it come out the other side with no problems. I've seen uh, just blowing the motor up from but transmission fluid and another one that we have used many times is uh when you get a lot of lifters sticking and the and everything's varnished up is uh marvel mystery oil you know that one works really well i, I don't usually recommend too many mechanic in a can kind of remedies but i from personal use i've it done works that. it works i've done it for two i said what do we have to lose these lifters are clacking like crazy just pour it in, do a couple, two, three oil changes, see what happens, and it fixed the problem. So, okay, well, this was diesel fuel. And, yeah, um, I could understand transmission fluid, but same thing, but but probably better. Yeah, I think you've got to have. So. There's there's, there's got to be a little bit more lubrication going exactly. on. Exactly. There, and diesel has some lubrication, but I think not you, enough. Not enough. I think you need more. Well, I, okay. That was my question. Yeah. No, appreciate the call, Charles. Hey, thank you. You bet. We're going to head over to Mike. Mike's got a 2010 F-150. Mike, what's going on today? Hey, I bought this truck about a year and a half ago. I think it's got a limited slip in the back. It's four-wheel drive, and uh seems like the clutch plates are, are grabbing as you go around corners, but straightforward, it's working fine. And I, I put the uh, Motorcraft friction additive in it uh, not too long ago. It seems to help it have helped it tremendously. Uh, is that going to get better, or is there some other avenue if it doesn't? When you put that in there, did you service the differential at that time, get all that old fluid out of there? Actually, I don't drive it much, and I did have it uh, I did have it uh, serviced about, I don't even think it was 5,000 miles before that. So, so you got good uh, fluid but in there? I went to, okay. pardon me? Yeah, you, you did. So you did service a rear differential, put brand new fluid in it. Yes, I did. Okay, all right. It did. It helped it for about a day or two, and then 
and then it stopped. So now I put this additive in it about a week, uh, two weeks ago. It seems to be really helped it a lot. Yeah, and and I I think it will. So. Uh, you know, as long as you go to the Ford additive, and, and we've had this same problem, and, and the way that we finally got it worked in, because those plates are normally collapsed every all the time when you're going forward. Right, right. And the only way that you're going to get some of that, that friction modifier in there is to go turn circles, go turn donuts, get, get it activated, go left, go right, go left. The average driving it around and turning it for a little bit here and turning it for not a little enough. bit. Not enough. Exactly. So find, I got a, you. find I, a good empty parking lot. Pull it hard to lock. Yeah, go left until you get dizzy. Then turn right till you get dizzy, and then uh, drive do a little it all bit normal over again. Yeah, and do it all over again. That's that's how we have kind of got them out of there because those, when you turn corners, you have to actually get those plates to open up and then shut, and then open up and shut, and you're not going to get any gotcha. f- good fluid friction yeah. modifier in there unless you do that. All right, guys, I appreciate your service. You bet. Thanks for the call. All right, we're going over to Rich. Rich's got a 2018 Pacifica. What What's going on today, Rich? Fresh problem and a trivia question. Um, just this morning, my Pacifica's uh, Uconnect console just started going haywire. Um, I looked up online, and it's a known problem. As a matter of fact, there's a class action suit about it mm-hmm. because it can distract from driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, first, it just... Uh, my radio quit playing. I could turn it off, turn it back on, put it on AM. Of course, I was listening to 1110, and it would just shut down the AM. Sometimes it would just automatically shift over to FM. Um, it, it, of course, I didn't really do a power down because that thing's on all the time because it's running your climate and everything else. Right. So I'm just, I have not tried a soft reset or a hard reset yet on that. Um, I am due to take it to the dealer for service. I don't know, just to wait and ask them about it or if you have any quick fixes for that. I can tell you from owning a 2018 Dodge that has the same console as that, you can disconnect the battery as many times as you want, and it's still going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering about that. It's it got- is a software issue, and they'll get in there and reflash this whole unit, and that seemed to take care of it for me. Yeah, so and that's kind of okay. where you're headed anymore with a lot of these cards. You do a reflash that fixes a lot of things, just like your home computer, your laptop. And if it sure. doesn't, then you then you uh, replace the unit and flash new information material into that. But yeah, that's what I would have them do. Just you know, budget in enough time when you on your on your visit to get what you want done, plus that too, so they can reflash. Okay, I will let them know that. And my trivia question: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an old I'm an old Dundee kid, okay. and when I grew up, the the store on the store on 50th and Dodge was a standard station. Mm-hmm. And that was run by a guy named Buck, and I was just wondering if you were related. No, no, that was just uh, no, that was just a two, three owners ago. But uh, that, that's that's it's yeah, that the place has been there forever. We love it. Yep, I love it too. So yeah, all right. Well, thank you guys very much, and you guys have a nice day. Yep, appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna we got we got time for another one. All right, Charlie, we're gonna over to Charlie. Oh, four, uh, 14 Avalon. Charlie, what's going on today? For three weeks, the battery died. I had AAA come and start it, uh, let it set to charge up, and then when I went to drive down the street, accelerator pedal has no, there's no power. Mm. No acceleration at all. It's like a dead gas pedal. 
Okay. Check the fuses. If you had to jump start it, the Toyotas will blow a fuse for the throttle body. Yep. Whenever you have to jump start them, it's like a 15-amp fuse. Yep, yep. And the underhood fuse block. Yep. Kyle's right on spot. That's exactly what happens. It uh, sends a, a voltage surge through that, blows that fuse, no throttle body, can't go anywhere. Okay, I think I can I can fix that. Yep, yep it's easy. easy fix. Underneath the hood. and uh, So I didn't hear initially, um, what, was this battery, is it original or have you replaced it before or why did it go dead? Oh, I just sat in the garage for three weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. In the okay, uh, how old is a battery? No, I think it's good. It's starting up fine. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. check those fuses. You'll be good to go. Yep, absolutely. Done it many a times. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, guys. You Appreciate bet. it. You bet. Yeah, that, that happens. At all. I got a call from the air. Uh, from the airport one day, somebody come in and battery was dead, jump started it, and all of a sudden Can't it was go nowhere. <laughs> couldn't go nowhere. Couldn't go nowhere. Or got make it s- out of the garage. Got the same exact phone call, and uh, I said, you know, I got a battery or a fuse that went bad. He replaced the fuse, was able to drive home from the airport at ten no o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, weird deal. Yeah, you just got to be there to know that. And uh, it, Fiat so- does the same thing. I've noticed. Oh, you really? jump start a Fiat. You won't be able to get it out of gear. Your dash won't work. All these other things will start up. But I yeah, did run across that just the other day. Yeah, it'll blow one or two fuses. Sometimes it only blows one. Other it times it'll blow two. It didn't blow a fuse. I got it jump-started. Couldn't get it out of park. Mm-hmm. And then once I got it out of park, I couldn't get it jump-started. Yeah. I don't know. That was weird. That was a weird day. Anyway, we put, we'll a, ba- it. We put a battery in it. <laughs> All the problems got solved. That's just how finicky that can be. All right, 558-1110s and numbers to get in. We're going to be back in a minute. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110, some numbers to get in. We blasted through all those calls. Yeah. We don't got any more. 558-1110, you can get you. Come on in. We got one more for you. We got one more spot. Can, Somebody's going on the road yeah. here. Speaking of going on the road for the holidays, Bob. Ooh, yeah? I was at a local bookstore this week and just happened to, you know, kind of, I didn't purchase the book, but I just kind of thumbed through it for a while. Uh-huh. You know, how to cook using your engine. This is for you people who. Off the know, grid? The, yeah, the procrastinators and the people that bring everything to last minute. When you're going to the Thanksgiving dinner, you can actually make the dinner on your way using the car it seems see yeah it seems to me that's uh it's something you should know yeah and some of it was kind of clever you know you can if you have an old enough car you can pop the hubcap off throw a couple potatoes in there set your e-brake two or three clicks (laughs) time you get there the mashed potatoes should be done (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good idea kind of clever you know I've seen more than a few uh, e-brakes set longer than they should, and it melts the hubcaps off. So I bet you, you could probably get... Uh, yeah, you got an old enough car with steel caps. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll be just fine. Yeah, get some medium uh, potatoes out of that. You yeah. know, maybe, yeah, I suppose you, if, you get, if it gets too hot and you start getting mashed, they're throwing all over the place, and you got to scrape them off the wheel. Hey. Well, you just say you put a lot of pepper in them. They won't notice the difference. Nope, be just fine. <laughs> Little road spice makes everything nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, we're going to head over to uh, Glenn. Got an 04 Explorer. What's going on today? Cruise control. <laughs> it okay. doesn't work. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, off well, of the... go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I thought it might be the brake pedal. I've pulled up on the brake pedal, 
and that doesn't do anything. And a friend of mine says, check the vacuum lines, but I don't know if that's correct either. No, that's all electronic on that. I looked at the fuses. They're fine. Um, When you turn the switch on for cruise, nothing happens. Okay. So, I mean, the light on the dash doesn't come on and say cruise, you know. Well, I think we got to start at fuse. I mean, first because if your if your electronics work, you should have at least a a light so, on the dash. Yeah, you'll get a light that comes on the saying that you've armed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I take it that this is on your steering wheel. Right. There's a lot of issues I've seen with the clock spring and the steering column. Does everything else on the steering column work okay? Um, I think so. Yeah. The, the radio, the horn, the well. The radio isn't in the steering wheel. Okay. It's okay. on the dash. Or whatever's in the steering wheel. Does If that... The if, horn works. Okay. All right. So we're just trying to determine if we have a bunch of stuff wrong in the steering wheel, and maybe that's why your crews don't work. Well, that's what I was kind of leaning towards. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Well, <laughs> you have brake lights. Yes. Okay. You got brake lights. That's That's a good... Even though you have brake lights, you can still have the other portion of the switch bad. On that, that uses that pressure switch on the end of the master cylinder. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And You'll still have a green light, though. Make sure that that switch isn't leaking. I mean, generally, if that thing, even if it is leaking and your car's on fire, you can still push the button and uh, yeah. you'll get an arm. But yep. we got to start back with the basics, and the basics is going to be uh, check all the... Getting power to that switch. Yeah, if you have, yeah, getting power to the cruise control portion of it then you can start moving out towards some of the other things okay uh, so how would i check the power to the cruise control button take the steering wheel apart you well, you're start by checking your fuses yeah i'll check them again but i'm sure the last time i checked them they were good okay then your next thing is to get a wiring diagram you can take the bottom of your steering column the clamshell off rather than take the steering wheel apart and press that off Find out what color your wire is, see if you got power there. Yeah. Okay. If you got power there, then you know you're taking the steering wheel apart. Yeah. You're going to look for power on the backside of that clock spring. Yeah. I'll do it and see what happens tonight. Thank you. You, you bet. bet. Call us next week if you need more help. All right, Kyle, that's another hour. Quick, quick, quick hour. So 558 to 1110s, the numbers to get in. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.